Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. And how are you all out there, my wonderful, wonderful listeners? I so appreciate you uh, tuning in to me this morning, and I hope that you all out there are doing great. I'm just doing super duper as I continue to embark on the necessary things that I need to accomplish in my life. This is a beautiful day, um, listeners. No matter what is happening in your life, just know that you can overcome it. You've got to uh, maintain your strength and um, ask God for to give you the energy to do the things that you must do this day and all the days of your life. I have a great show for you today, as I always do, with um, discussions uh, between my guest and uh, and I. And, um, you know, my show is always educational, enlightening and beneficial and interesting enough that it is my hope that you would continue the conversations uh, that you hear uh, with me and my guest or guest, giving you uh, some take on what you heard in the discussions and and maybe carrying them through to see what other people may think about it. And and nevertheless, it always ends up uh, with people not being on their devices for a moment and actually getting them to have some creative juices, something that has been definitely a lack of creative juices among human beings. That's a whole nother story. Okay, so my guest today is the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, and he will be coming on later. As you know, we're going to be talking about interesting hot topics. So I want you to relax and just stay tuned to the conversation, you know. And one other thing, you know, I have been talking about um, having my granddaughter on, the beautiful and talented Tierra Alexis Daniel. But I'm going to have to push her back, and I'll announce that uh, some other date. And what's going on, listeners, is that I don't like to tell people anything and then don't come through with it. And what's going on is that she's, um, she has um, some large tests coming up for her licensing. You know, she's studying to be an esthetician right now, and her ultimate goal is to be a doctor of esthetician. So this is what she's doing. I don't want to put any additional uh, things on her plate so um I will I will have her on so and I'll let you guys know. Okay, so I was just talking to my engineer, shout out to Dave. Um that uh Mother's Day was was great and um I um actually did the cooking. Okay? And that's because listeners, I have um allergies and um and um you know i i just don't want to you know some the, the restaurants that i really like to go to you know like one of them is not open on sunday they're my most favorite uh, vietnamese and chinese cuisine combined 
And um, so it's like, you know, okay, why even bother going through all of that? You know, be sure you do this, be sure you do that and blah, 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 blah. And then plus, you know, on Mother's Day, it's always crowded with, you know, unruly kids running around. So I'm like, you know, let me just stay at home and just enjoy my Mother's Day and have um, the few family members come over and it'll be peaceful and then I'll be all good. And I bet some of you out there did the same thing. I got a lot, lot of cards and um, love and gifts and gifts cards. And um, I had a delicious uh, key lime pie made for me um, from my fantastic uh, friends, uh, Sharon and um, Farouk. And um, then my neighbors, um, um, uh, my neighbors uh, who lives across the street from me, um, as well, gave me a beautiful card and beautiful um, gift card. So it was it was really good. It was it was it was real special. OK, so now I do have an announcement that I would like to um, make before I continue on is that I am spreading my wings. And what I mean by that is that my dinner table conversations Starting in July, in the mid of July, I'm going to let you know more about it as we get closer and closer, is that I have decided to take my dinner table conversations and I'm going to be taping them, speaking of restaurants, from various restaurants. And I will have guests there and we will be talking about um, dinner table conversations and, um, you know, things like that. And it's going to be uploaded on YouTube now, I'm going to start doing this uh, a couple of times a month. And, of course, I'll have the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, and I'll always have other guests as well uh, while we'll be uh, enjoying dinner, dinner at varying restaurants. So I'll let you know more about it. I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, this is something that I have been working on for a while. And um, so I just wanted you guys to know that. So if you're here in the... Um, uh, you know, in Arizona or wherever you are, it doesn't matter because it'll be on YouTube. But, um, you know, I'm going to be at varying restaurants. I'm doing this filming and then it'll be uploaded to YouTube with the conversations, dinner table conversations, a lot of which we have already discussed on this show. So I'm very excited about it. OK, so now moving on. Speaking of dinner table conversations. Let's talk about uh, this dinner table conversation suggestion that I have this week. And um, I just, you know, maybe you guys heard about this one. So Metro.co.uk reported uh, but by Femi uh, Barker on 5-13-2019 that women holds wedding, this woman holds a wedding and aunt's funeral to cut church cost. Okay, now what, you know, like really? Really, listeners, what is going on? Now, the report says in part that we all know weddings are expensive. Sadly, even in death, we incur costs as funerals, too, are very expensive. One woman pertaining to her wedding sadly had to arrange for her aunt's funeral at the same time, which meant double the cost. But instead of organizing the funeral first, which is arguably the more pressing issue, the bride-to-be decided to combine it with the wedding. Posted on Facebook, the woman uh, from Santa Maria, California, said the funeral cost has skyrocketed. So she was going to combine the two occasions. She said everyone um, wanting to say goodbye to Aunt Karen could do so as they would be. There's going to be an open casket session and, you know, on her big day. So they're saying, well, apparently Aunt Karen always loved a wedding. Now, in the post shared on Facebook page that 
uh, is, you know, that is my wedding, uh, shaming, she wrote, dear friends and family of the wedding. Some of you may have gotten the news already about Aunt Karen has sadly passed away from natural causes. We are all deeply saddened about her loss, but we promise that we will not cancel the wedding next week. In her honor, we know that she would want us to celebrate and have a day filled with love and joy. The bride-to-be then went on to explain her decision to hold a funeral at the wedding. I would also like to add that funeral costs are skyrocketing and we will have an open casket session during some of the wedding professions. Feel free to stop by during the wedding to say your goodbye. She will be on display for those who wish to gain some closure. Remember, even though losing ones, losing the loved ones, you know, can be heartbreaking. There's also a joy in celebrating love and partnership in marriage. We are excited to see you all there on Saturday. Okay, now, here, here's what I want to say, you know, for your dinner table conversation, should you, desu- should you choose to take this topic, that, you know, I, you know, it's, you know, like when I first read this, I'm like, wow. Okay, I do know that funerals are expensive. As I was doing research, you know, they're between seven and nine thousand dollars. And uh, one report said that it includes viewing the burial, basic service fees, transporting, transporting remains to a funeral home and casket embalming and other preparations. So it can run, you know, six to nine thousand dollars. Now, while I, you know, this is what I'm saying. I like for you out there, uh, particularly those of you who've had to bury a loved one, know that funeral costs are expensive and continues to get higher. And this woman was getting married and apparently she was not going to postpone her wedding ceremony, no matter what. So first, ask the dinner uh, table um, participants, what are your thoughts on this? Can you imagine just for a moment if you were the responsible person to take care of a loved one's funeral and your wedding plans are on, you know, are more than underway, how would you handle this situation? Would you postpone your plans, possibly losing deposits, you know, for a cake and reception hall and so forth and so on and all the other uh, festivities that goes along with your wedding? And then one last question, or would you go and deal with what the bride and groom have chosen to design for their day. If you were invited, would you go ahead and and participate, knowing that, you know, she loved Aunt Karen and and for all of those out there who knew about Aunt Karen and you know, just what 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 is your take on this? So I thought that um this would be a very interesting conversation for a dinner table talk. Okay. Let's bring on my guest. He is the world's best mental health therapist. And um, his name is Reginald C. Campbell. And good morning. And thank you for being on my show, Reginald. <laughs> good morning. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I I can understand. You know, I'm not uh, no judgment here, but. Jeez, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of strange, isn't it? As you're yeah. getting, as you're getting married, there's an open casket. Well, there's a casket, period. 
but this at open casket. But, you know, they're probably thinking, you know, that, you know, okay, a loved one has gone away, but then, you know, more love is, is, uh, is still, mm-hmm. you know, going on, you know, with the wedding, you know, a new is a new is starting mm-hmm. as you, you know, you've lost someone, you know, something like that. Maybe that's what they're thinking, but wow, wow, wow. I, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, if if it was it just personally me, if I would I would uh, respectfully decline. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because that wouldn't be my my cup of tea. Um, and 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 then you would send them a nice gift and um sure. or something or uh, if they sure. were registered somewhere, you would go and purchase something that they wanted, but. Um, yeah, I know that's yeah. that's a little there for me as well. I I I don't know. I I would not, you know, things are just so different uh, now. You know, Reginald and my listeners, you know, people are just different now. So it's like, now I know she wants to, you know, cut costs because, as I said, you know, it's very expensive. I I know this. Um, from you know having to you know deal with you know our mother's funeral costs and things, and I'm I'm like, wow. I don't know. Okay. So let's get started. Now, this is a report from Daily Cause, Dan Baker, a botcher. And this is reported on 5-11-2019. And it's reported that Trump wants to open 725,500 acres of public land to oil drilling in Bay Area Central Coast. Governor Jerry Brown expanded um, oil and gas drilling in California during his last two terms as governor approving 21,000 new oil and gas drilling permits. Now, the uh, Trump administration wants to expand oil and gas drilling on federal lands in California. Now, you know, Rachel, this is something he's been wanting to do. Um, but anyway, on May 9th, the Trump administration finalized a controversial plan entitled the Proposed Resource Management Plan Amendment and Final Environmental Impact Statement for Oil and Gas Leasing and Development. Wow, what a mouthful to open 725,500 acres of public lands and mineral estate across California's central coast and the Bay Area to new oil and gas drilling. Now, the report also says, Reginald, that this new plan aims to stab oil derricks and fracking rigs into some of California's most beautiful landscapes said Claire Lakewood. She's a senior attorney for the Center for Biological Diversity. From Monterey to the Bay Area, the president wants to let oil companies drill and spill their way across our beloved public lands and wildlife habitat. As we fight climate chaos, there's no justification for any new drilling and fracking, let alone this outrageous assault on our pristine wild places. Your comments, Reginald? I mean, this is just stupid. Um, Isn't and, it? and fracking is, you know, it's just so dangerous and, and the environmental exactly. things that, that it does along with drilling. Uh, you know, they would drill in front of your home if you, you know, if they, if they could. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't care about the environment. You know, we talked all this stupid stuff about the environment. And I was watching something on YouTube last night where, uh, you know, he was talking about how <laughs> how windmills are just killing birds, and how you know oh. windmills are the cause of, of of bird graveyards. I mean, I mean it's just 
just what I if mean, he was it, saying there's there's birds graveyards? Yeah, that the that the that the windmills are killing so many birds, tons <sighs> of birds, and it's a, and, and windmills are the cause of, of bird graveyards, and they're and they're killing and destroying even you know um, the bald eagles, which you know we call them American eagles. I think we've been calling them American eagles for about thirty forty years now. But he's still calling the bald eagles. But anyways, yeah. you know, and and it's studies have shown that you know these birds fly by the windmills. These birds land on the windmill, you know, and skyscrapers kill more birds than a windmill will. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like it's some fast fan like when you turn your car on and you see the fan going off fast. Like it's not like so. Wow, you know these people—they—they they would drill nut. in the Grand Canyon if if you let them. You know, mm-hmm. they would they would drill right up under the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, and it's all about mm-hmm. profits. They don't care. Spilling oil, fracking, screwing up the environment. Hey, go ahead. Who cares? You know, who cares about the environment? Who cares about air? Who cares about clean water? Who cares about clean air? You know, as long as we can make our our dirty oil profit. Exactly. You know, instead it's instead of these companies looking at and looking at um, expanding the natural um, uses for our energy, they want to continue to do something as, as, you know, fracking just every time someone says fracking, it just gives me chills because of the danger that um is involved in fracking and and even drilling you know um is it's it's ridiculous that you got to keep drilling and drilling and drilling and i mean that's about as bad as companies who want to put the 5g towers you know in front of your home along the streets knowing the 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 um the dangers of that and that's one thing that that's cancer you know to have mm-hmm. wires and stuff all in front of your um house and things like that as i have said um on on reports on my show i just want to throw this in very quickly is that when i was studying my undergrad in california i wanted to know uh why they call it silicon valley because a lot of people who were who were in Epp said well they call it silicon valley teresa when i this is when i first moved to uh california and uh, i heard about it prior to but once i was there i'm like okay why did they call it that so they said, well, Teresa, we call it Silicon Valley because of all of the women there getting, you know, boob jobs. I'm like, that doesn't even sound right to me. That sounds crazy. So I'm going to look and find out. That sounds very stupid. So the reason, the, isn't that dumb? So the reason um, that, that it was called Silicon Valley is because of the causation of cancer, which was all of the lines, you know, and they did, they had, excuse me. Excuse me. They had they had lines and things like that that um, you know were running in front of people's houses, and because of all of that energy and the pool and so forth and so on, that are that that these you know that these um, uh, lines and uh, running electricity have. This is what was causing breast cancer among women. Huge amounts of breast cancer. Now it's been years, and I have not you know gone back to resurface that. Um, research you know get the update on what what it is but that's why it was called silicon valley so you know as i always said education is a beautiful thing and i wrote a paper on it and got an a plus
But, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that instead of them doing things that will, um, that, that will, uh, assist people, you know, uh, uh, assist this world, uh, environmentally savvy, they want to continue to do things like they did back in the, you know, the gay nineties and everything. And, and it's, and one other thing too, Reginald, I want you to uh, say your last comment on this, but I just need to say this is that this is something that I said, you know, you have this person sitting in the White House that slaves built and he's talking, but he doesn't know anything that he's talking about. He's just hearing stuff and just saying stuff and shooting from the hip that goes from him and his, and his secretary of state, all of them, Kushner, all of them that is there in the administration as they, as they continuously to violate the laws as his children should not be in there. But they're talking stuff and they have absolutely no credibility to what it is and why they're saying what it is that they're saying. You know, you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying, Reginald? <laughs> I mean, this, this is, I mean, I've heard him say some stupid things. But that was probably the dumbest thing that I have heard a living human being say. And he just, you know, he just goes out there and, and, and talks and, you know, he just rambles on and it's yeah. incoherent. He talks about stuff that has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the sad thing about it is that these people that are, for instance, the thing I was watching last night, the people that are sitting out there. They just, they just take it all in and 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 believe it. You know, some of them I know they know he's lying, but they're just so vulnerable that they want to believe his lies and they believe his lies. They sit there and and, and applaud. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I think some of that stuff is wearing off though because uh, I was looking at a report and watching something on YouTube uh, earlier this week how that last rally he had in Florida about halfway through people were leaving. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I guess some of these people finally realized that, you know what, you're not going to get more coal jobs. Guess what? That tax stuff is now kicking your ass because you're not getting a refund. Or if you got a thousand dollar refund this year, you're getting a hundred dollar refund or you owe the government a thousand dollars. So, mm-hmm. You know, the chickens are beginning to come home to roost. There would be those who, no matter what, you know, they're like a cult. They're just going to follow this. But, but yeah, it's just, it's just dumb. It's just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I want America to be. I want America to be more educated and, and things like that. And I want them to listen to programs such as mine and others that are going to tell you the truth and give you um, truthful um, information. And as well as, you know, if you notice, my listeners, that when I'm reporting, I let you know what websites I got this information from, even down to who wrote it and on the date. So you can go and check all of this information out. When someone tells you that... um, this, you know, that the that the windmills are killing birds, which, by the way, we frequent America, uh, California a lot. And um, and I've and I've looked at these windmills and I have even done some study on them because when I first saw them, I thought they were very interesting. There's no such thing. No one. Th- what gets me, Reginald, is that no one ever asked him, really. Mm-hmm. So where's your where's your information from? Where are you getting where are you where are you getting? 
where are you getting right. your 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 stats from? He won't even you say things like that to him. Your stats, he may be thinking, you know, bats or whatever. I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, where where are yeah. you getting your stats from? Where what 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 legitimate? Not somebody in your administration that just decided to chew this and spit it out. What where are you getting your information from? This really gets me. If you if any other media is listening out there. And I know more and more of them are doing this. Please ask these people questions. Where are you getting this information from? Just, you know, just where are you getting this information from? Where did you get it? We need to go and check the validity of it. You know, how do you know this? People just say stuff, you know, just just for the hell of it, because, oh, this sounds good. So I'm going to say this. It makes me seem intelligent if I say this. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And the, so and grammar the whole- school. Yeah, the host of this thing says the same thing, and you know, with you and I always say, "So, so where are you getting this information?" You know, exactly. I mean, it's it's, it's a simple question. Where exactly. are you getting this information? Mm-hmm. Real simple. Oh, gosh. oh I got simple. it from uh, I got it from Newsweek. Um, that was reported by Jason. This and that and out and on. Then I did other extensive research on. It. Well, I mean, what? Where did you get it from? That's all. That's all we want to know. Okay, Reginald, let's move on. You know, I, I want to, you know what, I want to talk about something uh, first. I'm, I'm going to have um, a, a panel of women on, but I, I want to, I want to hear this, this one, um, but, you know, about the Atlanta state legislature. I'm sorry, Alabama, Atlanta, Alabama state legislature just passed a total ban on abortion at any state of pregnancy with zero exception for rape or incest. Okay. For all of us women out there, I know that your heads are probably spinning, you know, right now. The continuum of talk from a group of all white men. If you guys look at, at who's doing all of this hoopla in Alabama, it's all white men on this panel and they're talking and giving information and and, and and suggestions about what a woman should do about her body. Now, since under the Alabama abortion ban, doctors who even attempt to provide abortion care face up to 99 years in prison. Now, I'm sure you all out there have heard this, but it's a very hot topic. And I want to discuss it uh, a little bit here. And it goes on to say it's the most severe abortion ban in the country, even worse than Georgia's six-week ban. It's a shot. It's a direct shot aimed at the heart a Roe v. Wade, and is sure to be signed by the governor any day now. Then it says, now anti-choice politicians all over the country are watching to see how we react because if they can get away with this, they'll go even further by banning abortion nationwide. Now, ah, this just really gets me. It doesn't matter if a person has been raped um, and sadly enough, some of this can be incest, like they just said. And but so you got to have that baby carrying for full term. That that makes absolutely no sense to me. You know, but if a person, if this something, if this is something that they want to do, then let that woman be the choice of it. It should not be someone telling them what you're going to do with your dang on body. And I'm so fucking sick and tired of a bunch of men nobody's telling you what to do with the smell up under your undercarriage 
or, you know, when you can't, when you can't, when you can't perform and, and things like this, you know, go and talk about that. Why are you always on trying to diminish and get rid of Roe v. Wade? And this is what they want to do, uh, Reginald and my listeners. They wanted to go to the Supreme Court that's got mostly, uh, Trump supporters on there because this is something that he's been wanting to, um, you know, to get rid of. And once again, he doesn't know the historical facts of Roe v. Roe v. Wade. I told my husband last night, he wouldn't be able to say how all of this came about. What was the, uh, what was the reason for Roe and uh, v. Wade? He wouldn't be able to tell you that. He just knows that it's something that would, that would hurt people and anything that will hurt people, he's all for it. Now, that's my, that's what I'm going to say. Anything you need want to say, Reginald? Well, it's, it's, it's not only a bunch of, of white men, it's a bunch of old white men who are sitting yes. there making this decision. I mean, this is completely asinine. Uh, yeah, their, their whole thing is to attack and destroy Roe v. Wade. So they've been fighting this. Roe v. Wade was passed in 1973. It's, what, 2019, you know? But oh, this is God. something that Ronald Reagan was 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 for when he was running for president. Uh, yep. So we're talking, you know, that was 1980 when he first ran. So, you know, he he was for uh, uh, no abortions, even in cases of rape and incest. Now, think of how cruel and sick that is. How sick mm-hmm. can you be? Now, as mm-hmm. a therapist, I have helped and counseled women who have been raped, uh, incest, uh, who've had a child through incest, who's had a child through rape, who uh, terminated a, presence, a pregnancy through rape, uh, terminated a pregnancy through incest. And it's a hell of a decision either way. You know, mm-hmm. so you got a bunch of old men sitting up there making this decision, and they've never looked any young woman or woman in the face and, and seen their tears and, and talk to them and have them cry. I've got stains of tears on, on my shirt from young women or women, you know, who have cried on my shoulder about this situation. So, you know, it's just sick and it's cruel. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a warm place in hell for people like this. And how can the governor sit there and, and think, Okay, it's okay, you know, but it's all to placate these old dying bunch of people who are mm-hmm. who are dying off, but they're still uh, Trump's base, but they're still trying to you know placate these folks. Look, it's done, it's over, it's done, it's over. We're not going to go back to this mess, and it's time for the pro-choice people instead of you know. All of this, you know, I'm okay with some things of the Me Too movement, but these are the things that the Me Too movement should be talking about. They should be on Thank that. You. They should Thank be you. raising straight up hell about that. But y'all are quiet. Yes. Y'all are exactly. quiet as a, as, as, a, as a mouse, as a church mouse pissing on cotton. But y'all can exactly. come up, talk about something about Jesse Spillett. Exactly. You know, you can come up with that, but you can't yeah. come up with something like this. It's ridiculous. Yes, it is. And see, and this is this is my thing. You know, I'm I'm pro-choice. If you guys haven't figured that out, I'm just saying it straight up. I think that a woman should uh, that it it is her responsibility, her choice. I'm all for life. I don't want to see um, you know babies um, uh, mistreated. I don't want to see 
you know, because at the time, it is my belief, okay, you got varying beliefs, you know, that people say, oh, you know, from the time of inception, it's a human being, or no, no, when you hear the heartbeat, blah, 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 blah. Here's my whole thing. If you know anything about the inception, once the sperm has migrated into, you know, the little egg there, you know, um, life begins because it's doing and formulating and do all of the things that it should do to become a human, a human being. Okay. So for me, that's where it stops. It starts right there. But I, I agree with you, Reginald. Um, uh, the hashtag Me Too movement, you know, they, you know, I do have some issues with them because as you said, they don't voice themselves about things that I feel that they should be voicing themselves for. And, you know, some other, some other um, 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 organizations too that's supposed to be pro-choice and for women and so forth and so on. I don't understand why 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 they're quiet. You know, as I said, it's a woman's decision what she wants to do. Um, you know, with her body, not some old crusty man sitting up there who doesn't know anything and who probably can't get a hard on. That's all I have to say. Okay, now let's move on, Reginald, to massive fraud by generic drug makers. An attack on the American people, Connecticut AG says. This is a report from CBS on 5-13-2019. Now, it says in part, 20 of the biggest generic prescription drug makers are accused of committing a multi-billion dollar fraud on people in the U.S. 43 states. And Puerto Rico filed a complaint Friday alleging the companies coordinated to inflate prices and reduce competition on more than 100 generic prescription drugs. Connecticut Attorney General William Tong, who was featured in Sunday's 60 Minutes report, joined CBS this morning to discuss why he is leading the state's coalition against the generic drug companies. He says what's really troubling is it's clear that they're just going to break the law as long as they can afford to do so. You know, these are extraordinary, powerful forces that got away with price increases as high as 1,000 to 2,000 percent. Last night on 60 Minutes, they reported that a drug that I take, which is called dioxycline, saw a price increase of 8,000%. And they've gotten away with it for such a long time. And that's why it took more than 40 states coming together and taking them on on behalf of the people of this country. He says we're blowing the lid off of this whole thing because... This is an attack on the American people is a massive fraud that focuses on the drugs that we take every day. Tong said he was disturbed that this was an undertaking utterly without shame. It feels like it's just a routine feature of the industry. Your comments, Reginald. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just blatant with this. They're just straight up blatant, like the the company who that that raised uh, that that one HIV medication, you know, a thousand percent or, or or whatever, you know. I mean, I don't know exactly the cost of it, but just kind of example that pill. Just for instance, if that pill was was ten dollars, you know, you could pay ten dollars, you know, generic or whatever for the pill. Now the pill is is a thousand dollars. I mean, it's it's just sad and it's sick and it's a fraud, mm-hmm. and they should mm-hmm. not be getting away with this. And it's not, you know. It's all about how can we fuck the consumer, you know. Exactly. It's all exactly. about that. It's not about you know. You see these commercials and they're talking about how they care about people and all of that, you know. And then you start, and then they, you know, they, they, then they talk about all of the things that the drug will do to you, you know, grow your grow a third eye, a fifth arm, and all of this stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. but you know they don't care about the consumer. 
It's all about profit. And when it's all about profit, that's all they care about. They couldn't care less. So, and mm-hmm. a lot of companies don't want these drugs to go into uh, generic, you know, because then they have to drop the price, you know, so they'll just change something about the drug. And, you know, so, so then they have a few more years before it can, before the drug can, you know, be generic again. So, so it's just, um, you know, the greed and the, and the hatred and the sickness of human beings just, Never, ever since to amaze me. And it's, and it's mm-hmm. just really sad. It's, it yeah. is really sad. Yeah. And, and the thing, and the thing, um, uh, uh, I was just making some notes while you was talking is that, you know, these are the things that, um, this administration should be dealing with. Things that are bringing, uh, the citizens of this country up. Things that are helping them. There has not been anything in my point of view. Okay, that has been substantial since he's been in there three years now. Okay, that he's been in there that has uplifted this country, that has uh, put the country on on the right track. All that all it has been is fight, 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 fight. Just like right now, I'm going to shift off a little bit, but we're going to come back to the drug thing. Just like the, the the continuum, I think he got going on with Iran and stuff. He feels that if he starts a war, this is my opinion, Reginald, because this is what they do. Uh, Republicans do start a war because he feels that maybe this will help him in his quest to sit in the um uh, the Oval Office for four more years, so he could continue to try to have a totalitarian regime. That's my that's my opinion. But you don't you don't go and, and, you know, instead of drilling and fracking, doing things that are dangerous. What about the individuals who cannot pay for their medication? I've said this on my show many times. It should not ever be where an individual has to decide, do I pay my rent or my mortgage or do I buy my pills? Do I go out and buy food or do I buy my pills? Do I walk to work because I can't afford to drive my car or get on the bus and drive and, and pay my bills? Do I do I not get something for my, my kids or my family or or do I pay my bills? It shouldn't it you know, or, or do I buy buy my pills, you know, pay my bills? You know the, the it's it's just it's just it's just insane what's going on with this. And I've often said um about uh, my youngest son who works uh, um, in the you know pharmaceutical industry, and it's, and he he has a um, a big heart, you know. Um, I must say, like his mom, he's very concerned about the welfare and the well being of people, and he does his best to help individuals when they call him up and say, you know, I was paying uh, twenty five dollars for these for these pills. Now is you know it's twenty five hundred dollars. You know, can you help me? What can I do? What, you know, and he's steadily trying to help them because uh, he get people to say, well, fine, then I'll just die. That's sad. That's really sad, mm-hmm. Reginald. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, he and I were talking about that Sunday. And um, but these people don't care. They don't. And these are the same some of the same people who are voting Republican. You're mm-hmm. voting against your own interests. I mean, do you see that? You're no. voting against your own it Obviously, no. You're voting against your own interests. Put away the racism. Put away the sexism. Put away you hate somebody because they're lesbian, bi, transgender, or, or whatever. 
put away the hate because you know your 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 daughter is marrying uh, a black guy. Put away the hate that your son is marrying a Latino. You know, put away all of that hate. That's nothing. You know, we don't need that. We need to be concentrating on these things. What we're talking about now, where people can't afford their medication. I mean, it's a sad mm-hmm. state of affairs. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, no one. And, and exactly, he wants to 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 him him and and John Bolton. You know that 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 clown went you know, and went and dug more. him up out of the grave. You know, with it, and nothing more than to than to start a war with with Iran. You know, yes. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. this this is absolutely insane. Insane. It, yep. It, it studies have shown that that this that this deal, you know, it's not a deal. It's an agreement. It's not like a real estate a deal that Iran is is following it. It is following it. Mm-hmm. You know. But but that's what we're, I mean. This is the same thing that the first Bush did. This is the same thing that the second Bush did. Yeah, the same thing that 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 Nixon did during the '68 uh, uh, presidential convention, where he talked to the North Vietnamese, which should have been thrown in jail for that, to tell mm-hmm. them don't make a deal with President Johnson and two and Key, the president and vice president of South Vietnam. Hold off on that, and I'll give you a better deal. So let's yeah. continue to kill more American boys just so yeah. you can. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's and sick. and not only not only American boys. I mean, you're you're killing um uh, you know Vietnamese as well. I mean, a life is a life, and and as I say, that war is not the answer. There's devastation. There's no such thing as we won our World War Two. I mean, we still have the devastations and the negative repercussions from that. You know, we got the pillage of of um. Of, of not only losing lives and, and things of that nature, but you're blowing up the, 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 the land, you know, and just, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And all of that is in the water, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's just crazy. And I, I'm just totally disgusted by it. But, um, you know, I, I, I want to say this real quick too, is that, um, the gentleman, uh, Tong, <clears throat> excuse me, Credited Mike Cole, who leads the antitrust in the Connecticut Attorney General's office, and Joe Nielsen, his lead prosecutor on this case, for uncovering the alleged collusion and investigating. What blew this thing wide open are the phone records, and we've gotten, I think, 11 million phone records, 7 million documents, and they started piecing it together, Tong said. Around the times of the price increases of certain generic drugs, Tong said competitors started calling each other out uh, started calling each other at high, uh, at high rates, high frequency contracts between competitors, sometimes for a minute, two minutes, 45 minutes. Teva talking to Mindland, talking like to sales back and forth. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Representative of these companies having conversations which are highly illegal when you talk about price fixing, Tong said. The Department of Justice have launched an investigation. Yeah, right. And Connecticut has filed two lawsuits. He goes on to say, we hold, we want to hold them accountable. As I said last night on 60 Minutes, we want to claw back the money that they stole from the American people, Tom said. And see, and these are the things, as I once again said, that this administration, if they were righteous and things like that, this is what they should be doing to help the American people. I have not seen anything that this administration has done but cause a bunch of chaos and division in this country. 
that's all that they that's all that they have done. I haven't seen anything where they're helping individuals, um, um, you know, with with education. I don't see anything where they're helping with, um, you know, the air that we breathe, you know, our ecology. I haven't seen anything where they're they're helping people with their their um, uh, medical bills and, and health care. Hospitals are closing. Um, this is another uh, we're going to ret- uh, talk about that um, on, you know, on, the, on an upcoming show about the, the number of hospitals that are closing in this country. Um, uh, and listeners, it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing. You know, so I I, I just I mean, the greed and, and everything is, is just um, is, is just off the chain. OK, let's move on. I want to talk about. um. Bleak times for Americans, believe it or not, is the question that I posed to myself recently. You know, I'm just as I said, I'm awake and um, and I know that you guys are out there, too. But have you taken um, a temperature of individuals, how they look, how they stand, um, what they say, what they do? You know, so uh, this question came about as I was, you know, just watching the evening news, for example, last week. And the majority of the reports that I heard was dim and not uplifting, sad, very sad. Now, I started to do some research, uh, listeners, and I came across an article that I thought would be a good discussion uh, between um, Reginald and I. And it's titled, Americans Think the Future Looks Bleak. Can We Change That by 2050? This is dated 3-22-2019 from FastCompany.com by Ben Painter. Panter. It says in part, Reginald, 30 years from now, a majority of Americans believe that the U.S. will be less globally important. That That's a big statement. They mm. believe that the inequality gap between rich and poor will have widened. No shit. And they expect that there will be even more political polarization. That future sounds pretty bleak, especially given the fact that nearly nine out of ten Americans are at least fairly worried that current politicians aren't capable of changing it. No kidding. It's obvious when you look to the future that the United States is going to look very different over the next 30 years, says Dave Dave Wetzel, director and senior fellow at the Brookings Institution, who led the advisory committee for U.S. 2050, and that I think that it's a mistake to constantly talk in averages when we know that not only will we have a society that is made up of much older people, than we have today, but the population will be much more diverse. For for instance, Reginald, if children represent the next generation of talent, it should be critical to provide them equal educational opportunity. Uh, Isn't that what I just said? Especially for groups like Hispanics and African-Americans that they have been consistently denied an equal share of resources. Today's children are tomorrow's workers, Wurzel says. So investing today in children and health and, and, and their health and their education is essential if we're going to have payoffs in the future. Encouraging immigration also seems seemingly given that the U.S. fertility rates are dropping. Now, I thought that this was a great article and it has some great points in it as well, which some of these points you and I have already discussed on my show, Rachel. So now my question to you is this. Is anyone mining the fort, meaning, you know, the White House, you know, which, you know, who's really running the country? It certainly is not the person who in the White House, who's in the White House, the slaves built and his so-called administration. Now, this is serious business, Reginald and my listeners. So as another question is, 
who is paying attention to what the people of this country need in order to survive fully? And why do we have to wait 30 years to see a, a significant difference in the needs of this country? Okay, Reginald, I'll, I'll let you talk. Um, I don't know. Maybe Trump will get on another 90 minute call with Putin to, you know, get his, get his orders. Um, I mean, I always say that how can you have a thriving country if you don't have an educated, healthy populace? Thank you. Um, now, now, uh, Castro, one of the, uh, uh, Democrats that's running for, for president, he came out with an education plan. And it was a good education plan. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I read it and, and heard it, and, and I liked it. But what bugged me was the reporter, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, she was asking him, well, how, excuse me, well, how are you going to pay for this? And it just irks me that reporters were asked, Democrats, well, how are you going to pay for this? But they never fucking asked Republicans, how are you going to pay for this tax bill that you shoved down our throat? That now mm-hmm. people are, are discovering that, oh, wait a minute, this is not a benefit to me. You know, you're never going to ask them, okay, you want to take a billion dollars, three billion, five billion dollars to build a wall that, you know, it's not going to stop, has nothing to do with immigration. But you can't take that money and put it in education. You can't take that money and put it in, put it in health care. You can, but you can dig up billions of dollars to build a friggin' wall, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is ridiculous. And unfortunately, that's what, you know, it does look bleak. Yes. And it's unfortunate it does look bleak. And, and until and unless, again, people start voting with their own interests, stop voting, stop being a one-issue voter, number one. Thank you. Number two, Thank you. stop voting on racism and hate. Because this yes. is all this dude is doing keeping and ginning up a bunch of racism and hate, and in the meantime, screwing you without any grief. I mean, come on, people. And it does look bleak. And I hear kids talk about, well, I don't think I'm going to do as well as as my parents. And their parents are struggling right now. So how does Mm -hmm. that look? You know, I mean, is that okay? Mm -hmm. Come on. This Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. We've got to make a big change in this country. And mm-hmm. there's so many things. We're just talking about the abortion issue and all of that. There's a lot of issues. That's why you cannot be a one-issue voter. Exactly. Exactly. It's important. It's very important. And and as I said, I mean, the closing of hospitals is just off the chain. Oh I mean, that's, that's yes. ridiculous. Wow. That is just totally ridiculous that hospitals are closing, you know. This is a, another reason that you're seeing a lot of these. I'm calling them uh, pop-up emergency uh, centers, which they don't mm-hmm. stay open all night. A lot of them do not stay open all night. Right. So if you have an emergency or anything, then what? Then then what? You know, you can't afford your medication. You don't have a facility to go to go to that that can help you extend your life or save your life if you need to, because they're closing up left and right. And this is what we're saying, listeners. Do we want you to just be more aware that when you take yourself to the voting booth that uh, that's coming up? And by the way, please make sure you're registered to vote and that you know where you're supposed to go to vote. And keep a tabs on it because they change it all the dang on time. Um, you know, you go to the voting booth because do you want to continue to not get a tax refund? Do you want to continue to not be able to breathe? 
You know, do you want to continue to not be able to pay for your health care? And do you do continue to want to see your children not be able to go to school because it's, it's just totally off the chain with the education? Well, I should say the lack of education that's in this country. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Now, this, you know, it also is, you know, because I'm running out of time, I also wanted to to talk about the farmers and how they're hurting in this country. And that there, this guy by the name of Jason Lemon, excuse me, who works for Newsweek on May 15, 2019, states that farmers who voted for Trump says, you know, he'll never, he'll never uh, vote again. You know, and he says that it is truly a shame that what is going on in our country with the farmers, it is a known fact that a lot of imports of fruits and vegetables have increased from years ago and that farmers have yet to recover from that now because of the tariffs that are going on in China. That was my statement. That was my statement. And, you know, Larry Angler, a farmer in Iowa, voted for Donald Trump, he said, in 2016. Now he says he does not plan to vote for him again because of massive economic losses he expects to incur due to the escalating trade war with China. Now, he's saying that, you know, Trump had, had you know, as you know, Reginald had taken our, our money, our taxes. This is why you're not getting tax refund, refunds, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, because he's taken this money to hold up the farmers. Farmers don't want a handout. They're saying that we don't want a handout. We want to be able to make our own living. We want to be able to make our own living. We don't want you giving us stuff, you know, like ADC. We want to actually get out there and do our own thing, Reginald. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, um, you know, other Iowan farmers in view by CNN also expressed frustration with the president as well as skepticism about his ability to improve trade ties with China. He said he better hurry up and start producing a little bit, said farmer Greg Beeman, because this negotiation I'm seeing so far has not panned out. You know, so he's he's also saying, Reginald, as you know, in an effort to curb the terrorist Im- impact, the Trump administration rolled out a 12 billion subsidy program to bail out farmers last year. And Trump has, suggest, has suggested that he would do this again as trade tensions continue. Your comments real quickly, Rachel. I got like four minutes. Uh, this is why he, being Trump, was a complete failure in Thank every you. business venture that he has done. Thank you. His show with those taxes that they were able to grab that he lost over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and and this is the person that you think can run the country? Um, I'll say the last thing I'll say what President Obama said, don't boo, vote. Thank you. Thank you. Don't don't sit there and talk about how disgusted you are, um, you know, about things. It's, it's good to talk it out. Let me recap that. It's good for you to talk about the disgust and the disdain that is going on um, here in this country. You know, you're you're living. Everybody basically wants the same thing. They want a good life. They want to be able to provide for themselves and their families. They want to be able to take vacations, send their kids to college without having to drain them so hard that they can't even decide what to do because they don't have enough money to pay for their medicin- their medications and things of this sort. I mean, it's ridiculous. And we haven't even gotten on food costs. I mean, it's just so much that's going on. So this article says, I got, I got about three minutes. This article says that out of the billions of dollars that we're taking in from tariffs, a small portion of that will be going to our farmers. What the hell is he talking about, Reginald? We're going to take the, listen, we're going to take the highest year. 
what the hell is he talking about? The highest year, the biggest purchase that China has ever made with our farmers, which is about 15 billion and do something reciprocal. He's saying, don't buy from China, buy from the U.S. Now, we've discussed this before and I'm, I'm running out of time. We discussed this before. You will never have anything that is 100 percent made from the U.S. I'm just saying this from a common sense point of view. For example, it could be the dye that you're using to dye your clothes with. Some, you know, if you do the, uh, it's called chain management. So if you do the chain supply chain management, if you look at it from, from the inception to where it gets to the consumer, you will find that these things are not here in the United States, that all of these things, this is why we should be able to be you know, dependent on one another as a global, from a global spectrum, so that we all can succeed. There is enough here in this world that God has put here that we all can succeed. There's no need for greed. There's no need for people who want to be um, uh, fruitful in their lives that they're not. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Your, your last comments, Reginald, I got about 30 seconds. Uh, there's enough for there's enough for everybody. You know, that's why, you know, trade started hundreds of years ago. You know, I have a blanket. I'll, I'll give you a blanket for a horse. <laughs> you know, I'll give you some corn for some soybeans. So, you know, you're right. There's enough for, for everybody. God put enough for everybody to prosper. There's no need for greed. But register and vote. Register and vote. And it's not too late to start talking about it. I said that I was going to start talking my vote campaign and things of this nature, you know, but um, um, get out there and vote, you know, and 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 um, and and if it's something that's hurting you or, or whatever, talk about it. Write letters to your senators and your state representatives. You voted to put them in there. They're not in there just to be hanging out with the lobbyists so that they can get money in their pockets and, and go out and buy two point five million dollar homes while you're suffering to pay for your home. Really? <laughs> that's all I'm saying about that. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Reginald, for your commentary. Um I felt that this was a good uh, discussion uh, period that we have here had here. We will be back in two weeks um, uh, with with more lively, educational and interesting topics of hot topics. And um, also, I want you to go out there and make it a great day. Be kind to yourself because that's where it starts. And then be kind to one another. This is Teresa E. Keeves signing off. I'll see you in two weeks. Make it a great day. 